What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Chris Hampton. Welcome to the Power Company Podcast, brought to you by PowerCompanyClimbing.com. I know many of us are stuck in the midst of winter, and we're not thinking at all about the spring season, but the spring season in most places is just a few months away, and if you haven't started preparing, there's no time like the present. Our proven plan system is built so that no matter where you are on your journey, we've got you covered. And then we've got the next step already in place as well. To be perfectly honest, I don't think there's another climbing training company anywhere in the world that has anything close to this system. Pre-built, inexpensive plans based on the patterns we've seen of climbers at that level that are ready for you to jump into right now, all the way from beginner to expert. I don't think it exists. So check those out. You can find the links right there in your show notes in your pocket supercomputer. Spring's going to be here before you know it. All right, today on the podcast, we have not one, not two, but three guests, all three friends of mine. I was recently on a climbing trip with this crew, all from Boulder Climbing Community in Calgary. And I've been wanting to talk with my friend Josh Muller. Uh, he's the gym owner at Boulder, along with his wife, Reagan. I've wanted to talk to him about this topic for quite some time. So this was the perfect opportunity. I had a couple of people who would goad him into talking, and I had three different perspectives from different points on the journey of climbing and being a part of a climbing community. So I talked them into it. Actually... I don't know if I left them much choice or if Jordan left Nick and Josh much choice. Regardless, this is a great conversation. I appreciate these guys doing it. And uh, before I say too much, let's get into it. Yeah, and I think that's it. It's like, how do you become more than just these four walls and the walls within it, right? We've always wanted people to to be able to identify with the community, be a part of the community. really cool feeling um i'm gonna have before we even like get rolling here i'm gonna have you all introduce yourselves just super briefly so people kind of know whose voices are attached to what names um so josh let's start with you yeah Yeah, why not yeah sure hey my name is uh josh muller i'm uh, the owner of boulder climbing community in calgary alberta nice yeah i'm jordan jasper sometimes known as jasper jordan (laughs) <laughs> and I am the manager of Boulder Climbing Community in back in Calgary, Canada. I'm Nick Nole, um, and I'm owner of NNP Gallery, a uh, photography and videography company. You got louder when you're on a mic. I like that. Yeah. Woo! It's natural. Yeah, I like that. Natural. 
Nick's been all quiet all week and put a mic in front of his face, he becomes a talker. (laughs) (laughs) So something, you know, when you started off, it's you're the owner of Boulder Climbing Community. And that's something that struck me the very first time I saw your your social media i saw the the logo um we've all been wearing boulder climbing community shirts all week you know one of my favorite hoodies is a boulder climbing community hoodie um the word community in there is really interesting to me because it's not just boulder climbing gym was that a conscious decision to call it that yeah yeah putting putting community in the name was was absolutely intentional we we thought long and hard about about the name and I don't know, believe it or not, naming something, naming a company is actually kind of challenging. All names sound stupid <laughs> when they don't have any yeah, like yeah. context attached to them. You know, it's like, what does that mean? You know, um, but we knew we wanted something that that sort of indicated community or or collective or a group of people. Um, and yeah, we ultimately landed on on Boulder Climbing Community because that is what we wanted our business to be, our our company, our gym, our friend group, our community. We wanted it to be a group of people that um, were bold, uh, were psyched, and were a community. Now you've you've been in climbing for a long time. Mm-hmm. You started yep. when you were four or five. You yep. know. And so 30 years-ish now. Um, when I started climbing 27 years ago or whatever it was, gyms were small, little, dark places, and it definitely felt like you saw the same people in there all the time. It was this little, tight community. And now that gyms are getting bigger and bigger and bigger, it seems harder to have that like tight-knit little group of people who everybody can kind of look to, not just in the gym, but also, you know, see outside of the gym, your your friends in real life, if you will, instead of just in the gym. Did your your need to have community come from those early gym days, or where was it kind of spawned? I think it did. I think it, it came from those early days. You know, I grew up in a in a gym that was... It was just so community focused. Uh, everybody was like best friends, you know, uh, my family. It was like, it was my family. And, uh, you know, as, as climbing grew and gyms got bigger, I just found that community element to become sort of diluted and, and harder to find. And, and it just, it kind of just fell away and it became less important, you know? Um, and, you know, over time, I just, I kind of came to this realization that I just didn't have that community anymore. And, and as a result, I wasn't enjoying climbing as much. Uh, and I, it was a bit of a struggle to go to the gym and train and want to be there. Um, and so that, when I had that realization, that was, that was the driving force between, for me for going after opening a climbing gym. Because I, I thought maybe I could reestablish a community and, and try and build it up and, and have that feeling again in a modern environment. You yeah, know, uh, totally. I don't think you need that dark, dank atmosphere right. to, to have community and have like that, that, that tight knit group. But, uh, that was, that was a very important factor for me. For sure. It's interesting that it 
kind of stems from a sort of selfish thing because I've, I've done this multiple times in my own climbing where I'm like, I feel stale or I feel like there's, you know, the community has been diluted or whatever. And I need to create my own little community to keep me going, to keep me psyched, to keep me excited to train, you know, and come into the gym more often and go outside and get after it or whatever. Um, so I've very often created um, little groups of people as a result of my own yeah. sort of selfishness. Totally, totally. And, you know, uh, there's different levels and different layers of community in the sport. Um, you know, there's obviously your day-to-day -day community at, at the gym where, you know, you've got your friends that you train with and, you know, maybe go for beer with afterwards. But then it it's, goes as far as, you know... Um, Every time my wife and I travel to the U.S., we we run into friends and just today you saw members. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I saw a member from gym. our gym today. Yeah, in in the Red Canadian Rocks, Vegas. border opened and you all just flocked here. What happened? <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> but even even the community expands beyond that to to you know like we'll run into friends like you guys, you, yeah. you Chris and Anna Lisa, you know, and um and countless other friends that we have down here in the states and and that's. That's all part of our community. And obviously th those people aren't climbing at our gym, but that community element exists. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, it, what gets, it's what gets me excited to go on, an, on my next trip or to go to the gym and train or whatever. It's, it's that prospect of seeing the people that I care about. Yeah, and as climbing grows more and more, more people get into it who aren't necessarily just hardcore climbers, like they're just coming into the gym to train for their outdoor projects or whatever. It becomes kind of a social meeting place for a lot of people, you know? Totally. And I'm sure that's happened at your gym, especially with the, you know, the, the emphasis on community. When, during the pandemic, when I did a talk with, with your community online over Zoom, yeah. you know, there was a pretty wide diversity of ages there and you know people that seemed like they had been climbing a long time and were you know really in the gym mostly as a means to train for outdoors and people who seemed like i just go to the gym because i fucking love this place yeah mm -hmm. yeah and i always say that to people when they come to the gym it's like you know when they're, they're first trying climbing out it's like climbing's cool it's really fun um but it's kind of a good way to trick yourself into working out because yeah. you don't have to like, you know, go and pick up a bunch of heavy shit. You yeah. can actually, you go there, you hang out with your friends and you actually end up working out yeah. as a byproduct. Four hours <laughs> later, you can't move your body. You're like, yeah. I did something. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. It's, it's just this social environment where you meet people and you're just hanging out and you happen to climb walls every once in a while. Mm -hmm. And we've even had members um, get engaged at our, our gym and right. like, meet each other and end up being married and, you know, like... It's, it's really cool. <laughs> We're only five years old, you know? It's, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot more community building let, yet to have. So. Yeah, and, you know, you just mentioned that you're five years old, um, Jordan or Jasper, whichever of you are talking <laughs> yeah, to right now. <laughs> um, you kind of came in right near the beginning of the gym. Yeah. So you've been climbing about five years. Yeah, four. Yeah, I'd say four years. What drew you into the gym to begin with? Like, why did you walk into the doors the first time? 
long story. Um, so I climbed once, maybe. Is there ever a short story with yeah, you, though? No, Let's be clear. Who am I kidding, dude? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyone listening, uh, buckle up. But uh, yeah, so I climbed maybe once, twice before that. But it was more for like, I was, uh, I was working at just, yeah, I was just working. A dude was like, dude, come climb with me. Cool. We climbed. And I vividly remember how shitty the community was there. Uh, it was kind of funny. Like it just stuck with me. And then um, I went to Sate in Calgary. It's like a college there. And then Boulder was handing out two for one passes. Hmm. So hmm. then I knew what I was kind of doing. I could kind of climb. Um, Were you guys giving out free white claws with the passes, <laughs> oh, and that's why you bought one? <laughs> okay. Yeah, that, that's what really got me in. That was how, yeah, I kind of skipped that part. But um, yeah, and then anyway, I ended up at the gym, and then one, it was like opening day there was mm. just like different. I couldn't figure out what it was yet, which is interesting, but it was different. So you were there on opening day. I should opening day for myself. Opening I should say for not for you. the gym. Sorry. Okay. Um, but yeah, and then what really drew me in. I was like definitely that gym bro. Like I was, I was the guy that lifted weights. So because I'm strong, I can like get up a V2 because it like, who cares about my feet? This is just a bunch of pull-ups. I was that guy. I was definitely that guy. But um, I started climbing more. And then ironically, I found out who Josh was. And then ironically, he happened to be there when I got my first V2. And it was like I discovered gold. Mm. This dude was losing his <laughs> shit. <laughs> it was wild. And then again, I know who Josh is. I'm like, man, this guy could like, definitely do this without his hands. Like he'd probably do it just with his feet. Um, but yeah, so and then Josh is freaking out and then random people are like giving me the, now what I know, the fist bump, like, do good job. And then, yeah, something just stuck after that. Hmm. And then, yeah, it just kept coming back and back. And I remember, yeah, just hoping I could recover quicker to spend more time there. I, yeah. At that point, it wasn't even about the climbing. It was just like, I need to be there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Was was there let's go on a little tangent here. Was there yeah, a yeah. point where either you realized on your own or did someone point out to you any of your gym broness and how did we get rid of some of that? I know we're still working on other parts of it. <laughs> <Shit>. But <laughs> uh great question. Fuck, I never thought about that. Um I think I definitely realized on my own. Now that I'm thinking about it like here um, I'm curious because I, I, I think it's a, a thing we all want to like help people learn who are coming into the community. There's mm -hmm. a, there's an ego that when you're coming into a new community, you want to like display for mm -hmm. everybody so you can be a part of it. And it turns you into this gym bro of sorts mm -hmm. and, and you don't understand the etiquette necessarily of spraying beta yeah, and yeah. all of that. And it's nice to have somebody direct you in the right direction if you're not the kind of person who looks around the community and realizes on your own, oh, these people don't act like that and I need to yeah, fall yeah. in line, so to speak. You right. know, that's the wrong term, but be more like this community is. Yeah, I think uh, there was, there's so many factors to this. I, this, so, this is very unique to me. But one, um, right after I started climbing, so I was at Boulder, I should say, I was maybe four months in, and I went on a two-month trip to Japan. Mm. Um, so to anyone that's ever climbed to Japan, you know how like life-changing and eye-opening that is. It's yeah, that changed my whole idea of their community out there is like wild. Mm. Like it's to the point. If Boulder ended up in Japan, 
no one better than I because it would fit in perfectly. Right. Um, so I saw that. I'm like, cool. So I'm spending the time there, kind of in, integrated it. But because I couldn't speak to 99% of that gym, mm. a lot of it was self-reflecting and analyzing through movement. So I'd look at people and how, like the beautiful dance that they would do on the wall. I'm like, okay, well, he's a good climber. He's the climb I'm flailing on. I'm trying to be a gym bro on. He isn't gym broing on. Oh, clearly this is, I need to follow this path. I need mm. to follow the path of not just blowing feet and doing pull-ups. Um, so that led me there. And then, yeah, by the time I got home, a little bit of a better climber-ish just after that time. Well, there's definitely a like, be a part of this body language versus assert myself mm -hmm. body language. Totally. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's really interesting that the language barrier would lead you into that be a part of this body language. Mm -hmm. It was, yeah, that again, that's a story for an, another day. <clears throat> but um, yeah, and then by the time I got home, I don't know, I think something clicked. And then I guess the final key was my best friend, Mike. That was the partner I brought for the two for one. Um, and we saw a lot of people on the moon board. And we're like, cool, mm. I guess the moon board's the way. Let's do it. And no exaggeration, his first pull, he's on that infamous white jug, right hips towards the wall, pulls up. I hear the loudest bang I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> and he ruptured his Achilles tendon. Oh no. And he hasn't climbed since. So I'm sitting there going, oh God, like that climbing partner, in, which in a weird way was distracting me from kind of like being a member of the community. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I lost him. So then hanging out with Josh, hanging out with a bunch of people who like climb, climb. I just kind of by osmosis picked that up and yeah. How soon was it that you were working in the gym? Uh, so I applied, so that would have been f the fall. And then I got back that spring. I went to Australia for school. So I tried to apply, but Josh was like, Hey man, we'd love you. But obviously you're in Australia for four months. So I'm not going to give you a job before you go. <laughs> <laughs> so then I guess right after that, um, I applied, didn't have an opening at the time, but Josh was like, hey dude, we're about to host nationals and I need a guy that doesn't shut up to be on oh, the microphone. Well, perfect. Easy. <laughs> um, so technically that was day one. So I did nationals. Yeah, I did that. So I get almost, maybe, let's say eight months. Let's just give it a number. Let's say eight months after starting to climb and I did that and then position opened up. I fell into that one and yeah, here we are. Yeah. Three years later, I guess. Upward yeah, movement that. from there. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now I tell people what to do. It's awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nick, talk to me. You're the newest climber here. You started climbing right, kind of right at the beginning of the pandemic. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. This, this I find really fascinating that, that you would have, started climbing right before the gyms closed for quite some time. How do you end up from that to now you're here in Vegas on a climbing trip with these guys? Well, yeah, it's, I think no one could expect that that would happen, obviously. But uh, I got introduced by my cousin, like just before everything closed, basically. And just like my background of competitive sports i just got hooked to that that the, that how would i say it the 
like climbing in general is you're always failing. Yeah. So that process of failing, failing, failing to get better, basically, mm -hmm. I just got hooked to that. I see it in your eyes, like when you, when yeah. you find something that's either difficult for you or scary for you, you'll like back away from it, and then I can see it stewing a little bit, and you're like, yeah. I have to walk back toward that. You yeah, know? I think climbing in general, you have to love that feeling, right? Because yeah. 99% of the time you're failing. But uh, so yeah, I got it. I got hooked from that, and then we got shut down for. It was supposed to be a month. And at the time I was, you know, trying to uh, transitioning from jobs. So I was trying to pursue this passion for me that was photography. And um, it happened that uh, they had a triple threat at the climbing gym. And I asked Jordan, I was like, man, I'm trying to get like my foot in the door of this photography uh, business. Like, is there an opportunity for me to, me, you know, maybe shoot that first comp? And he talked to Josh and Josh was like on board with it. Mm. So I did that and it was pretty awesome um, to be able to, you know, capture those moments of people, obviously, like you said, like trying hard and, you know, giving their 100%. Efforting, that's the new Efforting, word. Efforting, yeah. yeah. Yeah, kind of me on this trip. <laughs> <laughs> Not sending, but efforting. But yeah, so after that, um, the gym didn't end up closing for a month. Uh, it was like, I think three months that go. Round yeah, round one. So in that, in that time, I, you know, met with Josh and Reagan and um, I was just willing to offer my services to them because, you know, the people that they are, how amazing they are. I was just like, you know, I think that for me, it was going to benefit me at, at the same time. You know, I was going to be able to work on my craft but also help them in the in the crossfire. So we did that and the gym closed and then we opened, I think, for what, two, three weeks? Round two. And closed then, yeah, again. another six months. Yeah. So Yeah, and during that time that we were closed, Nick really stepped into a, a role where we, we kind of, <clears throat> we needed to engage our community without... Yeah allowing them access to the facility. Yeah. It's like, you know, the climbing gym's tricky like that. When the business is closed, we're in the business of walls. And if you can't use our walls, it's, it, where does that community go? How do we maintain that community and not lose it in, in the middle of a pandemic that seems to be endless? Yeah. And uh, it was really fascinating to watch. Yeah. <laughs> I really enjoyed watching how you all engaged with the community online. Yeah, and we, we did all kinds of all kinds of weird shit. Like we had we had our friends and members um, doing like cocktails, like yeah, you had live like cocktail making, cook-offs, cook -offs, bake offs. Yeah. We had we had all kinds of weird stuff. Um, and we had Nick involved from day one on all that stuff and a lot of the ideas even came from Nick. And you know, it was it was cool. It was a good experience, you know, and, and the more we did it, the more the community, we, we would hear from the community and they'd be like, this is awesome. I love this. And, you know, I remember between probably between the, the first and the second closure, approaching the second closure, we had one of our members even reach out and be like, you know, the, um, we did Boulder of the week. So obviously, mm -hmm. we, you know, during the closures, we, we reset the whole gym and people are itching to climb. So what we would do is we would take a video and a photo of 
of a boulder problem that we set during that week. And we'd, you know, put it out on the social media on Tuesday and we'd be like, you know, what's your beta? Think about it, climb it in your head, like come up with the solution that you think it is, even come up with the grade. And then Wednesday or Thursday, we would post somebody climbing it with maybe one or two different types of beta. Mm-hmm. And it would give people an opportunity to be like, oh, damn, I had it right. Or like, right. I was close. So I didn't see that heel hook beta, you know, and that kind of thing. So it was like climbing in their minds. And, and we had one of our members um, reach out to us between the second and uh, our first and second closure. And she said that, that she was like, you know, that brought community together across the world. She's like, I was mm-hmm. sending that to to friends I have in Australia and in Asia and like all over the world and being like, and we would all challenge each other to come up with the beta for these, these boulders. Yeah. And, uh, it was really cool. Like it was, it's just like, yeah, we didn't, ex- we didn't know what the hell we were doing, but we were just trying like, you know, shooting yeah. in the dark, trying to figure out how do we get community during a pandemic? And yeah, it, I guess it, yeah, it worked in the, in the when morning. I first saw it happening, I was like, oh, this is a cool idea. And then there was another idea and then another idea and then another idea. And it just kept building. And I would see more and more of your community getting involved. Um, There was the like boulder, which boulder is the best or something. Um, (laughs) That was a good one. Yeah, the outdoor climbs of just, yeah, between staff and everyone, we just kind of organized our, let's call it a round robin and just voted on iconic climbs yeah and i was like going to check which one won yeah yeah totally like i wanted to know you know and (laughs) one of the things i saw and i don't know if this came directly out of the pandemic or um if it was just sort of a continuation of that were the like community member stickers that were happening yeah i think that was like actually the way it came about was one of our members posted on her instagram one day like missing boulder or you know you're missing climbing when you start drawing the uh the staff yeah yeah and so she had drawn was it was it you jordan she had drawn jordan like a like a really cool drawing of jordan and it was like kind of um almost like featureless drawings you Mm -hmm. know like featureless uh, faces and stuff Mm -hmm. and we were like oh my god that's really cool like that's like super sick and that would be a rad like sticker so from there we were like, hey, let's you know, we reached out to her. I'm like, do you want to draw a sticker for all of our staff members? Yeah. And so yeah. And she was super psyched on it. And so we did. Yeah. We now everybody has their own sticker. <laughs> and we obviously we we sell them at the gym or whatever and give them away and stuff. But yeah, it's like it's kind of fun, you know? Yeah. Dude, the community was stoked on it too. That's yeah, like the yeah. that's the part or the part that speaks volumes of the gym. Of like, yeah, people are like, dude, when does the Josh sticker come? Or yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, I got the Jordan already, but when's this and when's that? Like, yeah, I was watching them come out, and I'm like, somebody bring those things to the U.S. for me. I, <laughs> there's a few of those I want. Yeah, yeah. You know, get them for my collection. It's totally, like baseball yeah. cards or something. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. you have to have them. That's kind of what we we'd hope today would become is like like baseball cards. Like yeah. collect all the staff, you know. Yeah, and a few people have. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. it's still wild to see like. There's, yeah. there's people like I don't even really know, um, but my sticker is like on their water bottle. I'm like, cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> Part of the team. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's super neat. Um, so something I want to talk about with Nick being here, Nick, you're on like um, outdoor trip number two. Number one. <laughs> this is outdoor trip number one. Yeah. 
wow, for some reason I thought it was two. I yeah, think I asked this question one. earlier in the trip too, and I just glossed right over that. So outdoor trip number one, Josh being a, a gym owner, a mentor in the community, um, and you know, an architect of this community, where do you feel like your responsibility lies in getting those gym members who do want to go outside prepared for climbing outside? That's a good question. You know, I, I actually, you know, I've, I've been a climber my whole life and, um, you know, I, I always talk about how climbing outdoors was originally, it was originally kind of initiated by, through mentorship type thing, you know, like you'd have a really good friend who, who, who was an experienced climber and they'd take you out, they'd show you how to, you know, how to belay or, or how to spot or, you know, whatever. They'd take you on your first climbing trip and, yeah. and teach you how that's done. And as the sport grows, <clears throat> you know, it, it becomes harder and harder to, to have that same mentorship approach, you sure. know, and, and the people who should be mentoring are kind of tired of it. And, you know, and some of them are resentful towards the, the, you know, the, how much climbing has grown and like the indoor scene and whatever. Um, but I think it's really important for, for those people, you know, like us who have been around a long time and for gyms to, to still carry themselves in a way and try and teach as best you can, even to the masses, because it is the masses now, how to be out, how to, how to do the sport ethically, um, with good etiquette and, you know, and just do it right. Do it the way that, that we've, we've grown up climbing in the way that we've always loved being outside. And obviously it's like, it's not realistic to, for, you know, for me to take every single one of my members out rock climbing for their first time or anything. But, you know, I think, I think experienced climbers kind of dwell on that. They're like, well, there's too many people. I can never do it. And so why bother? But the way I look at it is it's like, you've got to just, you've got to do your, your part and whatever that, whatever your part is, if it's five people or 500 people. Um, and so I try and, I try and mentor and take people out and, and, and do what I can when I can. And one thing we always do is, uh, my wife and I coach uh, a youth team and, uh, every, every, uh, spring we take our youth team down to Joe's Valley for a week and, you know, uh, big part of that trip is, you know, obviously some climbing and, and, you know, team building and whatnot. But the biggest part for me and the most important part for me is, is teaching these kids how to become climbers mm -hmm. long-term, how to, how to, how do you, how do you exist in this world in like, Oh, just a good way that, you know, you leave no tray, you leave no trace, um, you know, and you spot each other, you protect each other, you make the right decisions you know, you, you, you make risks when it's appropriate, you know, right. things like that. Um, and so, yeah, I, I try and do my part. Uh, I think it's really small, but you know, that's, that's as much as you can do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm glad you just said it's not Jordan, that, that his part isn't small. Um, I know you two have relatively limited experience outside and climbing with other people, but not every V14 rock climber is as selfless as he is, you know, and isn't going to take time out of their schedule, out of their day to, to teach other people. Um, a lot do, but certainly not all of them. So 
definitely a good mentor to have in place. Well, thanks. It, it, yeah, it's funny. I feel like almost obligated. I'm trying to be like the dark Josh Muller of like, <laughs> he's like too humble and too nice. Or like, I'm, like he's guiding us. Like he doesn't even know the impact he makes. So I'm like, you're, okay, you're the dark side. I'm absorbing video. everything he does. Like whether it's spotting technique or etiquette. And then because I'm the loud motherfucker, I'm going to make sure that's spread more. If that mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's an important part of it is having the right people around you. Uh, you know, I, I know I'm not capable of throwing my voice. Right, yeah. I gotta have the loud yeah. dude with yeah. me. Jasper over here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Voice. Jordan listens. Jasper talks. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think the beautiful thing, like, it would be really easy for people to listen to this and be like, oh, I don't like the guy who's always yelling in the gym. But there's a difference between yelling in the gym and yelling with the biggest grin on your face mm -hmm. that you've ever seen, you know? And you're a yell with a grin kind of a person. That means a lot. Yeah, thank you. And yeah. I think that. I think that draws people into what it is you're saying instead of just wanting to, to like deflect it. Well, and it's funny, kind of like to break off a tangent a little bit, but like a lot of people will kind of reserve themselves and don't want to be that guy. So in a weird place, like mentally, I'm like, fuck it. I'm the guy because I, I'm hoping that being that guy is going to do what Josh did. And Josh might have signaled like just, focused on me when I got my first V2. Mm -hmm. But if I'm louder to more people, that community grows. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah, for sure. So kind yeah. of a tangent, being the loud guy with intention, I'm hoping works. Did Jordan seem like the loud guy with intention when you first started coming into the gym, Nick? Just, I just have to say definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Without a doubt. If there's one person, it's him. But that's why we love him, you know? Yeah, you need you need those people for sure. Um, question, kind of following up on the the stickers. Um, like I said, we're all wearing Boulder shirts and Boulder socks, and Ultra. you know, it's. I would when I was doing my interview with Eric Jerome and Max Zolotukin uh, about what makes a quality Boulder. I was wearing the Boulder hoodie, and Max was immediately like, "What hoodie is that? You know, that's the climbing gym in Canada, right?" And I recognize that brand, that's and cool. mm -hmm. and I think the the merch that you guys put out that you are, um, it's more than just a t shirt, right? Yeah. You know, it's more than just putting your logo on something. Yeah, you're you're building this brand that the people around you, the community around you, want to wear. They want to support. Totally. What's the thought process behind all of that? Because I think so many gyms miss out on the, we're going to build this bigger brand mm -hmm. more than just be a company of walls in a building. Totally. Yeah. And I think that's it. It's like, how do you become more than just these four walls and the walls within it? Right. Um, and, you know, we've always, we've always wanted people to, to be able to identify with the community, be a part of the community. And I think, one of the ways to do that is to create is to create merchandise or branded branded clothing that that has that has sort of like almost like a badge of honor to it you know it's like i'm walking around with this <clears throat> shirt on because i'm proud to be a part of this group and a part of this community and i want you to ask me about it mm -hmm, i yeah. want you to ask me what this means and yeah and you know so we've always tried to create 
not just like a t-shirt with a boulder logo like cool you know we did do that and you know there's a place for that sure for sure people some people just want straight up simple and that's awesome but you know we've we've tried to we tried to be a little more groundbreaking when it comes to the clothing and try and be a little more cutting edge and fashionable as well because mm-hmm. it's like you know it's the thing that climbing climbing is always kind of like it's like a dorky skateboarding yeah you know it's not yeah. as cool as skateboarding you know but some people are close to it you know some people right. are trying to be cool like skateboarders yeah you know and so we decided that you know it we wanted to be a little cooler and like so that people are confident wearing our clothes as well as like you know identifying with the clothes so we've you know we've tried to come up with you know yeah fashionable clothing that i think is like also conveys the experience the community and and um what we're all about you know so you kind of like yeah and you know we've recently produced uh, a couple t-shirts that have um hand-drawn pictures on the back which was drawn by one of our our staff members and one of our root setters um and it's got four images and we we really thought long and hard about what are these what images you know if you were to pick four images from this from our community from our gym that that convey the experience and and the community here and uh we picked them out you know and um it's like it's a plant our gym is basically a greenhouse. Like we've, got, yeah. <laughs> we've got plants everywhere. My wife loves plants and she's just, yeah. it's awesome. And uh, it's something people really love about our space. It just like feels, feels like fresh and, and clean. We've sold and, those plants. Yeah. yeah, yeah. People are like people legit buy trying to buy our plants. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, so we've got the plants. You know, we picked out a climbing hold. It's a little bit more cliche because obviously we're a climbing gym hold. Uh, we have our logo and then we have... Um, our dog, my wife's my dog, Jade. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and that's another, you know, thing that's like really does honestly draw a lot of community. People love that dog and, uh, they identify with that dog and, and it's not the first piece of apparel we've actually put our dog on. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, it sells out every time. I think it's like the second or third time we've done it and, and people absolutely love it every time they're super into it. It's the first thing I saw about the shirt. Yeah, yeah. It was like, like oh, it's Jade. 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 Yeah. <laughs> the real, yeah, owner, the real sure. owner of the gym. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. right? The real boss, yeah. And then the other two, actually, I forgot about the other two uh, images we picked was uh, coffee and beer. Mm-hmm. So we, we serve coffee and we serve beer as well. And um, the reasoning behind that isn't really about getting, you know, getting drunk or, or having, you know, getting all like amped up on coffee before climbing. It's about, it's about the experience. Right. It's these not, these are things people meet over and yeah, talk exactly. over. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like how many people out there go for a climb and they go for a beer after with their friends. And we were like, "Well, that's awesome. Like, let's let's foster that. Let's grow that. Let's keep them in the same building." So, mm-hmm. why not have your beer sitting here harassing your friend who's still climbing, you know? Yeah. Like that's the way to do it. And people and, were asking for it too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally, you know, and it I think it's a really cool and I know a lot of a lot of European gyms uh, serve alcohol, and uh, it's pretty common over there. But it's really not in Canada, and I think in the U.S. too, it's not very common not to have common. alcohol at the gyms. And you know, we obviously you can't climb after drinking or whatever. But um, yeah, it's just nice to be able to like sit down. You're chilling. You're just watching your friends climb. You're hanging out. You kind of just you're still in the atmosphere. Yeah. And you're just you're you know, it just 
enhances the overall experience. Yeah, it's such an important part of community in general is, you know, the, the times around why you are all together in the first place. You know, like you can, you all meet at work, but you're really not a community unless you're outside of work doing things. You know, you can meet at a sporting event that you're all a part of a team, but you're not a community unless you're doing things outside of that. Yeah. And, and you're giving them a way to do things outside of that, but also in the same building, you know, and with these groups of people. Um, You know, a note about the merch, something Dan Chancellor from So Ill said to me once that's really stuck with me, and I think you guys also do really well, is he said, people want to support you, keep giving them ways to do that. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. And whether you think it's outrageous or not, (laughs) they will, they want to support you and they'll keep doing that and they'll be proud to do it because they want people to ask like, oh, what's your shirt about? Yeah. And they want to tell them about it. Dude, I tried fitting in to, I bet you don't even know this story. This was right when I started climbing, before I worked there. Um, Merch was like limited at the time. Maybe just like, I missed the window. Our shit sells out like quick. For this exact reason, the community wants to rep that, but um, we had an extra small tee, and I'm deaf or not even tee tank bought, top. There were other options, and you no, just I swear to God, I swear to God, yeah, extra small tank top, and I don't even know if it was men's. To be honest, it was definitely like a ladies' cut, which is even tougher. And I was like, "Fuck it," I bought that thing, and I did try to fit in it solely so someone could see, yeah, the Boulder logo on it. Yeah. By the way. Did not fit in it. If you're looking for a tank top, I will sell it to you. Because <laughs> fuck. And you know, a good a good example of of the of the community just wanting to support you is through COVID. COVID mm-hmm. really brought out um, the gold in a lot of people, like mm-hmm. the the beauty in a lot of people. And you know, when we first got shut down, and it could have been a I mean, it was a really scary time for Absolutely. gym owners. It, it could yeah. have been a catastrophic time. Hundred percent. It uh, and it was touch and go for us the whole way. And you know, um, when we first shut down, it, it just, there was no sight, you know, end in sight and it was terrifying. And, uh, I made it kind of, um, I sent an email to our members and just was like, Hey, you know, like this is the situation. Um, if you're able to help, you know, we'd, we'd really like to be here at the other end for you guys. And it was, it was profound how many people stepped up to help us. It was, uh, it was really, really incredible. How many people kept their memberships alive through, through these closures and all these people were struggling just as much as everybody, like the whole world was struggling, right? you know? And, uh, I, yeah, I, I'll forever grateful for those people for sure. Him being humble is we, we heard of another place, um, somewhere in Canada where their numbers dropped single digits to membership, which is fucking terrifying. And I bet we dropped, we only lost single digit numbers through those. Like everyone was like, no hesitation. I'll keep that membership. Didn't yeah, even blink an eye. They're like, yeah. why are you even asking? What do you mean? That wasn't an option. Like, it's, yeah, it was really cool. And, and, you know, and then also, you know, through COVID, it was like, okay, how do we re- recreate our business and, and, uh, and still have something to offer? Because, <laughs> you know, again, we sell the walls within this building. And, um, so merchandise was another one of those, those things that yeah. it was like, okay, you know what? But it makes you feel good it. as well. You yeah. know, you're creating a thing you can give to people for their support. Totally. And, um, you know, as 
there, there's absolutely nothing wrong with asking for support. Yeah. Um, but it certainly is easier to ask for support when you can say, I have this to give you in return. Yeah. You yeah. It, it feels a lot better when it doesn't feel like as much of charity. So, <laughs> that's for sure. I mean, even, but, on, even on that note, like when, uh, we live in the province of Alberta to anyone asking, but, um, the way our COVID regulations worked at one point, everything had to be booked through essentially a private coach. Um, but a way we gave back was like essentially just for our members, Hey, free private coaching mm. on us. Um, cause all of our staff were like, dude, well, no questions asked. Like let's, right. I haven't seen person a person B in forever. Let's hang out, grab your mask, two hours on us. I don't care. Like let's, yeah, that's cool. Let's climb. Yeah. Um, back. You've been in climbing forever, Josh. Yeah. Nick, you're coming in brand new from a background of competitive sports. How does this community walking into a climbing gym compare to what you saw in other competitive sports? Do you what was the community like there versus here? That's a tough question because I've I've done many different sports, but my main sport was hockey, and hockey is very similar uh, in terms of the community because like there's a lot of players on a team. I think we're like twenty or twenty two players, and there's a lot of events. There's a lot of you know um, volunteering work that we do, mm-hmm. team building work that we do, and obviously a lot of tournaments. So those are all opportunities where, you know, you're bonding with right. your your teammates and the parents do the same, right? So I think it's very similar in that sense. And that's why I got, I also got hooked to it. It's not just for the failing, obviously, but it's also the the people that are in the gym and the staff. If it wasn't for that, I don't know if I would be, you know, going to the gym five, six days a week, right? Right. You're going there because you know those people are going to be there. And -hmm. they're going to be there because, you know, you have similar values. And, but also because they're going to support you. So I think that it is similar in a sense, but also a little different. Yeah, I think, I think one of the coolest things about climbing is that it kind of provides this um, team sport atmosphere sort of, um, and can do it for adults who don't have the like time and commitment to put toward a team sport necessarily. And there really aren't that many team sports available for adults, you know, not at the, at the level there is when you're a youth competitor, um, and a teen competitor of, of any sport, you Mm -hmm. know, I think that's, that's true, because like, obviously people climb at different grades, and I don't think it really matters. You know, like f- if you're a beginner, V1 is, you know, it's a high grade for you. You're you're performing yeah. at your limit. Absolutely. But it's like it's it's an individual sport. But it, like you said, it does feel like it's a it's a team effort in yeah. a sense, especially if you go at the gym at the same time and it's the same people working and the mm-hmm. same people climbing. You know, kind of like Jordan said, people are there to support you. You can ask questions about, you know, I don't know how to do this problem. And, you know, they'll help you as best as they can. And, and same for the people that are there usually, right? So it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I love that aspect of it, you know, that I, I see so many of like the 
people I went to high school with who were the athletes in high school who they don't have an athletic outlet anymore yeah. that, totally. that has a, a good community attached to it. Totally. You know, they, they can occasionally someone will find like a pickup basketball game they can go to every week or whatever, or a softball league or something like that. But, but it's really difficult to find as an adult. Totally. And, and, you know, it becomes like a team sport is by nature competitive. Like you're competing against the other team. You know, somebody wins at the end of the day. Um, and that can be an intimidating kind of uh, thing to approach as an adult. Cause you're like, oh, for man, sure. Like I'm not, I'm not in super great shape. Like I, I work way too much. I probably should eat healthier. You're like, ah, oh, shit. I don't want to compete against those people. Like I'm just going to get my ass kicked. And that's where like that individual sport comes in. And it's, it's yeah. so valuable. Cause it's like, well, I'm climbing and I'm in this, team atmosphere right. but you know that guy's climbing v10 i'm climbing v1 and it doesn't matter like yeah. we're both just here we're both having fun i'm getting the workout i want to get in and that guy's getting the workout he wants to get in yeah cool we're both chasing our own challenges yeah and they don't have to line up on nope. the scale exactly at in the all. same place yeah. and, you know and uh we kind of really looked at that hard when we first opened boulder is is you know how do you draw people into the sport um you know the sport is pretty intimidating Mm -hmm. You know, if you walk into a climbing gym, loud music, a bunch of people falling off walls, like swinging around, like, holy crap, that's an intimidating atmosphere. And so that was something we really, really focused on is like, how do you break down those, those intimidation barriers, those, those walls that just scare people away and, and make it more welcoming, make it more approachable and, and, and just make people want to come back, you know? Yeah. You put Jordan out front with a big sign. Yeah, totally. yeah straight up. On the yeah. street. Where's yeah. the big chicken suit and dancing around? Yeah, yeah. Well, I was, I, honestly, we should on the side note. <laughs> Fuck, that would work. But uh, no, I was actually just going to like kind of comment on that in the sense of like, you you can clearly see that was put into thought yeah. when you did open Boulder. Because, yeah. Um, yeah, speaking from the like another place I climbed, it was like this weird like hierarchy of, all right, Chris Hampton comes in, and we know he's one of the better ones. Okay, let him do his shit Damn first. Damn right. Even if, yeah, <laughs> even if Nick just like was Nick was next in line, quote unquote, that like weird right. line that we all do while we're yeah. waiting for a boulder. But um, yeah, that like that intimidation factor. That's like a cool one that really got me. Mm -hmm. The lack of, I should say, a boulder is what got me to stay there. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And I think that can happen really quickly in a gym mm -hmm. if it's. How do you keep it in check, Josh? Or do you see it happening in the gym at all, like starting to form? You know, I don't see, I do not see it starting to form at the moment yet. Cool. It's, it's something I constantly think about and I constantly have my finger on the pulse with. Um, I, think, I think some ways that we do keep it in line is, you know, we, we, we kind of, we support some of the stronger climbers in the community mm -hmm. as well as we, we coach like a, a really high performance youth team uh, who, you know, end up being some of the strongest climbers in the gym. Sure. Um, and through, through those two groups, I make it adamantly clear from day one with those guys, every, and I, I reiterate frequently that they are ambassadors to the sport and to mm. this facility and they need to be welcoming and open to every single person that comes yeah. through the door. And you need to be like encouraging to, to 
every group of person, like every type of person you come see through, come through that door and just make them feel at home. Because at the end of the day, you love this sport. So why wouldn't you be a great ambassador for it? And, right. and so you I, and Reagan are both modeling that yourselves, you know, yeah, we try to at least successful yeah. Canadian yeah. climbers. Yeah. Um, you know, any, anybody who's paid attention to Canadian climbing is going to know both of your names, but you're both modeling that behavior. Yeah. And that, that's really important. And yeah, like you said, <clears throat> not only do we have our, our, you know, our ambassadors, like our high level climbers and our youth team trying to model it. My wife and I also try and model that, that as well as, you know, as often as possible, you know, um, I think it's, I think it's really the only way. And I think it's, it'll be an interesting process, you know, as, as we grow, um, you know, inevitably our business will grow and, uh, be interesting to, to try and keep, keep these, these core values as, as we expand. Um, yeah. it's extremely important to me and, and, uh, the reason why I do it. So, uh, I'm going to have to find a way but, to, uh, to kind of piggyback on that. Like just as the guy that's on the floor, which is like, uh, kind of a different side, I guess. And the way Boulder's laid out, if anyone's ever been there, when you go there, um, there's nowhere to hide. It is such an open space. Yeah, it's yeah. important. So between me checking you in or making you a coffee or giving you a beer and you sending your project, there is like anywhere between five and like, what, 30 feet between, like there's nowhere to hide. Yeah. But um, those crushers that come in where you, this weird development can kind of happen, it's really cool because our gym is so community-based they're also the people that are going to bring the new people in. Hmm. And when they, the second they bring their friend in that's never done this before, you can see everyone just brings, gets brought back down to that same level of, okay, we're all, we're all in this together. That same, Nick's made the comment, Josh has made the comment of, I don't give a fuck if you climb V10 or V1. Right. We're right there together. So I know Josh, just because as an owner, it's a different side of you, but as the guy that's constantly on the floor, I couldn't imagine our community ever flipping ever it's yeah. constantly going to be just uh, this weird baseline i shouldn't say weird this awesome baseline of yeah like we're all on we're, we're all sucking but we really enjoy sucking on this boulder <laughs> together you know what i mean like we're yeah. flailing together and you know i think that's a, that reminds me of also a, an extremely important part of of what has created our community and and held it so strong is we we won the uh, the staff lottery. We have like the best staff members in the world Preach. that work for us, and yeah. like they're just every single one of them are amazing in their own way, and like I'm it, I'm it makes sure. it makes a huge difference. It really does. I don't think it's an accident. Like I don't. It starts it starts somewhere, and it trickles from there, and you can see that happen in some gyms where. It's either bad, shitty ownership, yeah. you know, yeah, um, sure. staff who just doesn't care, something that trickles down into the community. There becomes this weird hierarchy in the gym of like the bros who rove around giving beta, you know. <laughs> Shout out. And it's not an accident that you're modeling it, Reagan's modeling it, your staff then models it, your team kids model it, you know the ambassadors of your gym model it and and therefore you don't have to worry about these roving bros yeah at the gym. yeah because like it's really you know we're not actively out there shutting down the bros <laughs> you yeah. know it, it's it just yeah i think that it just the atmosphere kind of 
has created itself and it it just it's now its own you know its own um its own like live you know live body that's just moving through and uh yeah it's a good hope. analogy to this is exactly this trip we currently have josh projecting the nest mm-hmm. we'll call myself a gym bro because i'll be the victim <laughs> screw it and then we have nick on his first climbing trip yeah and we are currently sitting in the same room together and no one has batted an eye well and i think you know I see trips like this as a real opportunity for me. Um, and I'm curious how you feel about this, Josh. Um, I'm old as dirt at this point, And it's really fun for me to climb with young climbers who are super psyched and who are still learning a ton. It reminds me how fun learning is, you know. Yeah. And you traveled across the border with a couple 20-something-year-old Yahoo's. Handsome 20-something-year-olds. So I'm sure that there's some aspect of that for you. Is that right? Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, you're not getting any younger either. No. Buddy. Yeah, <laughs> totally. It's not getting any easier. Yeah, his elbows is great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, whole body hurts. Uh, yeah, I, no, I, I totally, I think it's amazing. It's super fun to just... You know, it's the same as our, our Joe's Valley trip we take with our kids every year. It's just such a fun opportunity to to go out there and and almost like seeing it seeing it through the eyes that that we saw it through however many years ago. You know, when I was a kid or when I first started climbing. You know, it's like you get to see all this stuff again and experience all these you know things I haven't I don't really experience anymore because I'm kind of a bit of a veteran in the sport. You know, and mm-hmm. um, you know. Great example is uh, today, Jordan getting getting a little scared on bubble butt. A little you know? scared, eh? Yeah, a little scared. Generous, yeah. <laughs> Got pretty scared on bubble Fuck butt. That you know? top out. It's a bit of a scary top out. <laughs> and it's it's just like, it's really cool to see that again. And, you know, I, you know, you and I probably don't think about that much anymore, you know? Right. We're up high like that. We have our our heads and our wits about us and we just execute. And it's it's pretty straightforward, but it's, cool to take a step back and see it through somebody else's eyes and work through the process with those people i am so torn if this is a compliment or not i I have no idea (laughs) (laughs) we'll we'll make sure to drive the point home after the podcast (laughs) (laughs) no i i agree and i think it's been you know it's been this really fun trip of like um you know watching Nick learn all sorts of new things about climbing and feeling this is one thing I I'm really happy about is that you're okay asking questions like very often a relatively new person in a group will won't feel comfortable asking questions of the more experienced people and that's on the more experienced people you know It's, it's up to them to make it a welcoming place to ask questions um, so you asking a bunch of questions, Jordan has asked a bunch of questions. We've, we've all talked a lot about learning climbing and, and what it's all about. And, you know, we've, we've been philosophizing about climbing this whole trip. And for me, that's, that's half of the fun of it is, you know, totally. getting to watch this process in action. Yeah. So so I have to imagine that was just a part of it. For oh, for you. sure. Yeah, for sure. I love that part of it. Yeah. Before we wrap this up, I want to jump back to what 
Jordan brought up about the layout of the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, I've traveled to a lot of gyms around the country doing workshops, um, emceeing events, and the trend has become bigger and bigger and bigger gyms. And and maybe that's um, subsiding a little bit and, you know, Boulder-only gyms are, are opening more and more. But I've been in a few bouldering-only gyms that are massive totally. and just have all these nooks and crannies where people can hide. And it's really tough to know how many people are in the gym. It's, mm-hmm. it's tough to actually meet somebody and talk yeah. to people and build a community in those environments. Um, my, my friend Sydney at Momentum in Houston is one of the best at building community in a gym like that I've ever seen. It's an almost impossible task. Shut up. Um, and she crushes it, but it's very hard to do. Was it a conscious decision to build the gym Ooh, in such a way where question. everybody can see everybody? Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Absolutely. Nice. Yeah. Okay. No, we we wanted you to be able to see the like most of the gym. Obviously, the entire gym is impossible. But one blind spot. Most kills of the, me. yeah. There's one small blind spot in the gym, and we thought long and hard about that blind spot. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, you know whether it was acceptable or not in our eyes, because you know. You can't, you know, in my eyes, if you have the staff and you have like your, you know, the front desk separated from the facility, mm-hmm. the, the experience is now separated. And mm-hmm. so the person who's working the front desk and the, and the staff members working, they're like the, they're curating the experience. They are, you know, they're the DJs of the night. They are, they're in charge of how you experience this, this atmosphere in this community. And if you're in a different, and if you're in a different room, <clears throat> then you're in a different mood. You're in a different atmosphere. Right. You're doing something different. You're like melancholy, hanging out over there alone, and that vibe translates to the facility. And now everybody's kind of like blah, you know. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're in the if you're in the atmosphere, you're a part of it. You're like you're behind the desk, kind of like dancing to the beats because. You can't not because it's such a great atmosphere. Yeah. The energy is just spewing out of everybody. Everyone's just having fun. You're like mad that you can't climb. Yeah, does yeah, that make exactly. Sense? That yeah. Is like, you dude, you're want. just sitting there you're like, fuck this. Like, I just yeah. want to climb. Like, that is what you want. That's, that's how. Cool. That's how you have such a great experience. And and I always have this. I always have this. You know, when we have, whenever we have a staff meeting, I was I always get on my my soapbox and I, I tell tell everybody I'm like, you know. Working at a climbing gym might seem like like a small thing, like an insignificant part of you know the greater world, but it's not. You know, we save lives every day. People come into the gym; they're 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 depressed. You know, they or they've had a shitty day, or you know, you don't know what's happened to them. You don't know what their week's been like. Maybe they lost their grandma yesterday. Everybody comes in there in a different mood, in a different in a different place in their life. And they come into that facility and the atmosphere is amazing. It's, it's lively. It's exciting. It, music's going. It, it removes you from the stresses of your everyday life and puts you into a happy place. Even if you didn't know that was your happy place, mm-hmm. that right. is now your happy place. And you're just experiencing this, 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 this higher thing. And through that, that's how we save lives. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, those people would go home, they'd sit on their couch, they drink a beer and they just wallow in, you know, in, in their daily stress and sure. it would just get worse and worse and worse, you know? And 
And so it's, it's so important to remind ourselves of that every day we go into work. It, it's, yeah. I mean, even if the staff members don't have the direct impact over someone like that, they're, the staff members are directly impacting the other people in the gym and totally. they're modeling the same behavior that the staff is, that the owners yeah. are. Yeah. And, you know, the whole community is affecting this one person who might have walked in yeah. with, you know, having the worst day of their life. Totally. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's just, it's, it's just so important to, to remember that what we do is actually important. It's not yeah. just, we're not just working in a climbing gym. Yeah. Boulder hit the reverse of like, when you go outside and everyone's always like, oh, that breath of fresh air. It's, there's this weird sensation when you leave Boulder and it's like literally the re reverse. Hmm. You almost regret leaving. You're like, fuck. Like, let me go back in. Breath of fresh air is the other way. It's inside <laughs> this chalky, loud music, sweaty place. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, you can, you, can, you can hear Boulder from a, a block away. We got bass bumping in that oh, thing. I'm taking fifty like percent of the credit on that too. Yeah, you, you can hear it from <laughs> that like, playlist. Woo. <laughs> you can hear it from a block away, and and you know, I think music's a funny one. It we 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 sometimes get you know a four star Google review, and you know, people will be like, "Oh, the only downside is I thought the music was a little too intense," and you know, I I'm like, okay, you know, everyone's entitled to their opinions, but deep down, I'm like, you know. I don't think you realize how much of a difference mm -hmm. that makes. Yeah, yeah. You don't know that it's making your experience as good as it is. I've been in a gym where the staff played all sad emo music. Oh, yeah, dude. And it's horrible. It's a dark place. It's so hard to deal with. It's hard to like keep yourself psyched. It's hard totally. to keep your partner psyched. It, it affects everyone's pace in the gym. You yeah. know? Dude, everyone's... climbing to Adele is a tough thing to do. <laughs> a tough thing to do. Totally. And I'm not mad at Adele. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you. Yeah. I'm, I miss her too, man. I miss her too. <laughs> just not for climbing too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I just think like people don't know that that's what's creating the, the, the environment and, and the experience, you know? And Sometimes you kind of you have to force it down the throat a little bit, and <laughs> you know, yeah. loud, kind of intense music, and um, but yeah, I think it it overall creates this experience that you know, like you get out of your car, you can just hear the thumping music, yeah. and you're just like, all right, sweet. You know, you walk through the doors. We've kind of we've intentionally created a bit of like a a dimmer lit, narrow hallway kind of entrance with like a, you know lower ceiling kind of feel to it that it sort of kind of gives you a little bit of like an intro into the space and then you come into the space and it opens wide and it's big and bright and clean and there's climbers everywhere and loud music and it's like you know, a friendly staff member you know saying hi to you and yelling hi at you yeah yelling i was gonna hi say, you, was gonna yeah. say dude, he, i just want to clarify he did point at me when you're saying that <laughs> I, I was gonna say it's like the reverse of like a gladiator like you're going in not to die but to like finally live yeah, yeah. might be a little too sure, deep for that for podcast, sure. but you know what I mean? Like, that's exactly how it feels. Like, you can hear the rumble outside. You're like, okay, you open the door. Oh, shit's getting intense. You take off your shoes. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that, it, that like, that feeling of, like, excitement, it, it's, it's probably not unique to our gym, and I'm not delirious sure, in that sure, sense. Sure. It's, it's the climbing in general, and it's, like, the mm -hmm. atmosphere and the community and just getting, like, excited about going to do what you love to do. I just, you know, and I, but I do been... appreciate that it's a curated thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We've just tried to it's be something thoughtful about it. You thought about you, you thought about the feeling people would have walking in instead of totally. just, 
I'm going to walk in into this room that's a pro shop where they're trying to sell me a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. before I can totally. get to the climbing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, walk past like five sale racks before you get to the front yeah. desk, you know, and, right. and whatever, you know. No, it, it's, it's always been really important to us to have, you know, a thoughtful experience. Yeah. I, I, I always say this from the beginning is like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm just trying to figure it out as I go. Um, but I, I truly feel if you, if you put thought and consideration into things and, and it, it seems like people can, like it's people can see that you're putting thought and consideration into Mm -hmm. it, Mm -hmm. whether you're doing the right thing or not, I think people are going to see that, acknowledge that and, and be like thankful for that. So I think, you know, I try and carry that through my life in general, not just Boulder is just to be like, try and be as thoughtful and, and, you know, considerate of the experiences around me. And I, and I think that's, I mean, that's all we can ever do, right? Yeah, I mean, I think climbing is, I mean, it's a business for a lot of us here. Yeah. You know, um, it's a, it's a sport for some people. It's a lifestyle for some people. It's a lifesaver for some people. Yeah. And uh, for all of us, it's, it's this experience that's bigger than just just a sport you play you know um i think that's just the truth for the the vast amount of people who are climbing and that makes it even more important that the space where you're doing it is this curated space that is designed to be an experience of some sort with a community that's welcoming um who's who's going to hold you close you know and that you know that's what it's going to be for you. And I hope that I hope that becomes a bigger trend in gyms, personally, as opposed to the the big Walmartification of climbing gyms. Mm-hmm. You know, so so thanks for doing it. Thanks for <laughs> shout out sitting yeah. down and talking about it, all three of you. I appreciate it. And we've got one more day before nick leaves uh, an afternoon before yeah, nick leaves like and 18 then, hours at this point and then we've got the rest of the day with you guys and another morning so i'm looking forward to that Woo. so thanks all of you thanks for having us thank you thank you first off this was a fantastic trip and getting to both learn from and teach at the same time and to soak up the stoke that these guys bring, that means a lot to me. Um, Thanks, all three of you. I spend a lot of time considering how to more effectively build community. It's my business, essentially. And so I really value getting to have conversations with folks who do the same and who are quite good at it and have put just as much, if not more, thought into it as I have. If you find yourself in Calgary, go visit Boulder Climbing Community. You will not be sorry. And if you're already there, consider yourself lucky. Also, quick plug here, Boulder is carrying my recent book, The Hard Truth, and I believe I signed all of those copies, so go get them. They also have our process journals designed to help you ask the right questions and get more out of your sessions. And even if you don't make it to Canada, Go follow Boulder on the Instagrams. You'll learn some things about turning a business into a community. I promise you. All right. You can find the links to all of Boulder's socials as well as all three of these guys 
in the show notes, in your pocket supercomputers. Go follow them. Check out what they're doing. You can find us at powercompanyclimbing.com. And as always, on the Instagrams, the Facebooks, the Pinterest, the YouTubes, the who the hell knows what all social medias we are on at this point. But I know for a fact you will not find us on the Twitter machine because we don't tweet. We scream like eagles.